Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, good morning and welcome to City Hills Church Online. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Mary Henderson, and I'm so excited to close out our series this morning called Losing My Mind. Man, it has been such a great series for me. It's really been able to speak into my thought life and give me some really great insight as I have been navigating. What we're all navigating right now is the craziness that's happening. And talking about that, I was thinking about it. I I said, well, you know, we're going into month two of this. And uh, I said, well, let me just make sure that I'm right on that. Oh, my goodness. So today is officially one month from when the California governor um, declared the stay-at-home order. I mean, how is that even possible? April in itself has had about 52 days. I just don't understand it. And that's when I realized that perspective is a really powerful thing. Now, I know a lot of things were going on a few weeks before that, but officially it's only been a month. And if we're not careful, our perspective sometimes can skew what is what is really real. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And I, I really came to that realization that something was not right in my thought process when at Costco about three weeks into this, I finally found the coveted toilet paper. I'm telling you guys, I literally had tears in my eyes. At that moment, every accomplishment in the past was gone and I was like triumphant. The Rocky song was playing in the background, it was wonderful. And so that's what I wanna talk to you about today is really understanding the perspective of reality and our thought life and how we can bring that to really uh, benefit us instead of hurting us through this season. So these truths that I wanna bring to you this morning, I'm really praying and have been praying this week will really help you navigate through this. So the first truth is this, as a believer, peace is your inheritance. Jesus says in John 14, 27, he was speaking to his disciples. He said, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace that the world gives, but my perfect peace, he said. He said, don't uh, yield or give in to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Now, can I be honest? Haven't really been too courageous here in, in the beginning of all of this, and maybe you're feeling the same way. So this verse really spoke to me. And the truth is, whether you're a believer or not, peace is vital, and it will really determine the quality of your life. You see, I know many wealthy people that don't have peace. And sometimes we often believe that, you know, if I just had more money, if I just had more friends, if I could take those wonderful vacations that I see on Instagram, if I could have more likes on social media, if I could just have more, more. And we think that those things are really going to translate into peace in our life, but it really doesn't. Matthew Henry, who is a great theologian that I love to read his, his words, um, he said, when Christ died, he left a will And in it, he gave his disciples, who had given up everything to follow him, 
not a sliver of gold or silver, but something far better, his peace. Now, having just celebrated Easter a few weeks ago, we have to bring to mind the understanding then that when Jesus was resurrected, that's the thing that he left with his disciples. He didn't leave them money or possessions. He left them his peace. And the reason for it is he knew that we would need it above all else. You can look at any study, any psychological um, studies that they've made. When your body is in fear and turmoil and hurt and pain, it causes all sorts of health problems in us. But that peace that passes understanding, that we don't understand why we would have peace in a situation like what we're all going through now, that's the kind of peace that only comes from him. And the beautiful thing about it is because it, as an inheritance, it belongs to us the same way that anything that's passed down through our family from our parents and grandparents belong to us. But we do have to access it. The beauty in it is we don't have to work for it. We don't have to beg for it. It already belongs to us. Another truth is that that peace will never run out and it will never be withheld from us because of our mistakes. But again, we do have to access it. We have to live in it by allowing God to reign inside of us as that chaos is flowing around us. The second truth is this. We have to guard our hearts. Our heart functions best when it is at peace. And even though we have this inheritance of peace, it can only operate in our lives if we keep our hearts guarded. We have to be careful of the information that's coming into our eyes and our ears. We have to guard those things because eventually what we're seeing and hearing and meditating and thinking on constantly is going to either erode our peace or increase it. The same way that as parents we need to guard what our children watch and hear, we have to put that same principle into place in our own lives. I don't know about you, but I'm a grandparent of two toddler girls. And um, in our house, when that crazy lady was coming on and like bombing Peppa Pig videos, yeah, YouTube got deleted off of every device in our house. And it's the same thing. I realized that I had to start turning off the daily news, you know, clearing off things that were just bringing uh, fear to my heart and get into my Bible and spend more time. Because the more that I was feeding that, the worse things were getting for me. Listen to this truth. We can't feed ourselves fear and then pray for more faith. We see that reminder in Proverbs 4.23. The psalmist writes, um, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The third truth is this. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of Christ. It's a beautiful quote from the author Sheila Walsh, and it's a powerful weapon that we should have in our arsenal. Because even in the midst of our trouble, there can be peace. And what we need is found in knowing Jesus and trusting him that he's got us. The closer we get to him, the more time we spend with him, the more we spend in our word, the more that our minds are renewed. It doesn't mean we're not going to face adversity. In fact, Jesus told that to his disciples before he went back to heaven. He said, expect it. Trouble is coming. 
But the good news is I have already defeated it. I was really reminded about that um, when I was putting this, this um, message together, a really dark time in my life a few years ago. Talked about it with a couple of you here in the church before, but I really felt that it, it really had a place here in the message today. Honestly, I was scared. I was scared, I felt alone, I didn't know what to do, and things just seemed to get worse and worse as I tried to push and pull Control freak, anybody else? I want to take control of it. I want to fix it. I want to get things in order. But the more that I did that, the worse things got. And one day, in an absolute flood of tears, I told God, I couldn't go on like this any longer. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And in that desperate moment, I finally stopped relying on myself. And I surrendered to him. And I know that this may not sound like something that you've experienced before if you're not a believer, but let me tell you, God speaks to us in many different ways. And I felt his gentle whisper that morning, and he said, Mary, you have never been this way before, but I have. I have gone before you, and I've made a way. And it was not only what he said, but where he said it when, when I, I, it this conversation basically happened. During this time, I had to constantly um, have meetings with a very horrible professional. He, every time I, I, I went to go to his office during this procedures, all of, the, all of the things that I had to do, I was gripped with fear and, and paralyzed by it. And the street that led to his office, as so many are in New Orleans, was filled with potholes and, and broken areas, and I'd have to navigate around it. So it was a really powerful and timely word for God to speak to me that day that he had made a way, that he had been down this road before. And of course, he didn't mean the broken street, but it was a reminder of my brokenness every time I was on it. So in that moment, him speaking those words to me, it transformed everything. And I watched day by day, little by little, he actually did it. He, he, he did the miraculous, something that I could not have seen coming. It turned out way better than I could have possibly asked him for. He was true to his word, and he made a way. And that experience has forever changed the way that I face adversity. So when all the news started coming out about COVID-19 and I started listening to it and, and the doomsday and the economy and how it was going to affect my family all around the world, how it was going to affect us here at church, I started to think, what is, what is happening, Lord? I don't understand all of this. My mind was overwhelmed. My faith was slipping. And that's when I knew I needed to go back to the one source of my peace. And I needed to re recognize that that peace already belongs to me. I just needed to live in it. You see, I have the faith to believe that the same God who walked me through that difficult situation is going to walk me through now. And as I did that, I gained my footing again. And I know that what I learn here in 2020, because this is going to have long-lasting effects, 
is what I'm going to take into my next situation because we know there will be one. And that's that faith journey that we all take. My prayer this year for my life is that I will be an example to those around me to see his glory and that can only happen when I surrender fully to him. So for me, when I'm looking for peace in the word, I tend to gravitate towards the Psalms. And uh, I was reminded of this beautiful but kind of odd verse recently. Listen to what Psalm 56 and 8 says. King David records, You have recorded my thoughts and my troubles. You have kept a list of my tears. Another translation says, You have collected my tears in a bottle. Aren't they all in your records? I found this recently, and I thought this was so good. Author Anne Voskamp says, what kind of wild love drives God to record every one of his children's tears and hurts? He can't stand to see even one of our tears fall to the floor without cupping that grief and putting it in a bottle. Listen to this truth. If it's love that makes God a list keeper of our brokenness, then it's love that can make us a list keeper of our blessings. And that leads me to something that I'd like to share with you this morning in the last couple of minutes that we have together today. Gratitude can change your perspective. The author Anne goes on to say that gratitude isn't only a celebration when good things happen. Gratitude is a declaration that God is good no matter what happens. Let's be real. It's just you and me here, right? Gratitude doesn't always come natural to us, does it? Sure, when we get that promotion, when that situation I was going through and turned out way better than it should have, when that stimulus check hits the account, yeah, it's so, it's so easy to be grateful then. But what about when things are not going well? What about things are starting to fall apart around you? It's so easy in those times to get wrapped up in the not yet or what if and why not me. Here's what Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't be anxious about anything, anything. And in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul reminds us that we can tell God every detail of our lives, which is really interesting because we know that God is omniscient. He knows it all. And in fact, the, the psalmist and the Proverbs say that he knows our thoughts before we even think them. Yet what a beautiful thing for us to know that we could go to him and say those things. But why bother, right? if he knows them anyway. It really comes back to that truth that's all about relationship and communication, and that's what he really desires from us. Now, I know that petition is not a word that you hear every day and we use every day, but if you love those courtroom dramas on TV, you hear that word all the time. A lawyer will walk into a courtroom where the judge is in absolute authority and ask to petition a case. And that simply means he's asking the judge to hear them. So when we go to God, our highest authority, and we bring him our prayers and our petitions, 
We're asking him simply to hear us. And the beautiful thing about it is he is waiting there because it's, again, it's that communion that he's waiting for. But you know, Paul actually asks us to take one step further and to not only go to him and with prayer and petition, but to do it with thanksgiving, with thankfulness. For me, that basically means starting the conversation with God, just reminding him of, of who he is to me and, and what he has done in my life and reminding him of how he has been faithful to me all of these years and has never let me go. And that may sound like God just likes to hear his own praises. And although he loves to hear the praises of his people, we're not doing this for God's sake. We're doing it for ours. And he intended it that way. Because as we come to him with all that's going on in our lives, with those petitions, with those prayers, with those things that are on our minds and hearts, as we come to him reminding him and ourselves of how faithful he has been, it really just changes everything. So do this this week. Turn off the news, put on some great worship music and whatever style that you love so that those words can just really saturate your minds and your hearts. You will be amazed how it will uplift your mood. Have a dance party with your kids or with your spouse and, or even just by yourself. And just listen to the words that are going to uplift God and inevitably uplift you. And the word of God promises that as we do these things, he will be with us always. Not only when things are going perfectly and smoothly, but always. As believers, we can daily gather that strength and that peace by being in his presence. And again, I've said it before, those blessings come not only for ourselves, but for those around us. If you want to defeat fear and that selfishness inside of you that is just worrying about yourself and how am I going to walk through this and what am I going through and this is what I'm feeling, the way to destroy that and to defeat it is by putting the needs of others before your own. This past week, I, I saw quite a few Facebook posts from beautiful women that I love and, and cherish their relationships, really being open and honest about how they're struggling with the isolation, with the uncertainty, and with fear. And it instantly got me out of my own mind and my own selfish thoughts and put me into action to see what can I do to encourage them? What can I do to help them? And it's a great thing for us to all do as well. So our challenge through this series has been, if your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, do you like the direction that your thoughts are taking you? And that's really been the heart and soul of what we've been talking about. What is it that those, what is it that thought life that is causing you to just live in that fear and, and that hurt and that bitterness and, and that uncertainty. I want to really give you a truth to leave, leave you with this truth this morning. You see, as a believer, you are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. You are not a, a hostage and a slave to your habits. Those things that you say, well, I've always done this. Again, control freak. I always want to go in. I want to be the fixer. I want to get things done. I don't want to get them done now. I can get out of my own head. I can see the move of God in my life and find that peace. 
And I want to say to someone this morning, you're not a prisoner to an addiction. Those things that you've always done, that thought life, that way that you, that you think and that, and that you live it out. As a believer, God can completely change the way that we think. God can do that. The world is full of self-help books, and that's not what we need so much as knowing and understanding who we are in Christ and what we already possess because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. So this week, go to the source of your peace. Gather his strength and find ways to be grateful. And in doing that, look around for those opportunities for you to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to bring your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, that this will just bring peace to someone's mind this morning. Father, someone that has been struggling and, and can't feel your presence, I pray that you would draw them to you, draw them near. And in those times of prayer and petition, that your spirit will just speak words of, of peace and love and calm to them. Bring them faith and hope. And Lord, I pray that as they do this, that they can then bring that hope to others. I pray, Heavenly Father, as we close this series, that it has made an impact in the lives of those who have been listening. And Father, we pray this in your strong and mighty name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.